Welcome to the MJV Ministries podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a moment to subscribe so you can stay updated with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. I'm excited. The Lord gave me this word, and it said, he said he's, I was just working one day, and the Lord told me that the fire is for a purpose. The fire is for a purpose. And I know we're in 50 days of fire here, but I want to tell you that the fire is for a purpose. If you read in Luke 3.16, it says, John answered their questions by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I'm not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Say fire. So he's the baptizer of the Holy Spirit and fire. What is that? That's the anointing. The anointing is just the manifested presence of God. You know, and and the anointing is very evident. You can feel it. It's tangible. You know when the anointing enters a room. You know when the anointing leaves a room. You can tell the anointing is present when you're talking to somebody because you could just feel it. And the world doesn't understand what the anointing is. I've been in many situations where I'm talking to someone who's not saved and I'm sharing about something God did, a testimony, how he uh, saved me, how he, uh, he blessed me. You know, I'm just sharing it. And, and they just say, oh, I just, I got goosebumps. You ever had that happen? They, oh, I don't know what it is. One, one person told me one time, he's like, I don't know what it is, but there's just something so powerful about the way you're speaking. And, and they don't understand. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. The anointing manifests itself in many different ways. Sometimes when you experience the anointing, you cry. Sometimes you laugh. Sometimes you just roll. Sometimes you fall. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just give praise to God. But there's a reason for the anointing. And I want to talk about tonight five things that the anointing does. Number one. These are in no particular order except for the order that the Lord gave them to me in. Number one, it comes to give you boldness. So there is a purpose for the anointing. There is a purpose for the fire. And one, it comes to give you boldness. In 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. In Romans 8. Verse 31 and 32, it says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? 32, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us, won't he also give us everything else? Say everything else. So you see that the anointing comes to give you a boldness. And sometimes people don't want to grab a hold of that word because they grew up or uh, in a, they grew up shy or they had something happen when uh, they were growing up that was traumatic and so they don't want to be seen. They, they're not confident. They don't want to have boldness. They don't want that because why? It's just how things are, happen. But when you grab a hold of that word and understand that if God gave us his only son, what else would he give us? He would give you boldness. He would give you strength. He will give you joy. He will give you, the, and that's what, the, that's what comes from the anointing. So, see, I lived a life where I was very shy. I was very uh, 
introverted. I didn't want to talk to people. I, didn't, I was fine with just going about my day, going about my business. And if I saw somebody who would want to speak to me, I would tell them, you know, it was nice seeing you and I'll see you later. And I didn't want to have a conversation with people. But then once I got hit with the anointing, once I allowed myself to be filled up with the Holy Spirit, something inside of me changed. Say the anointing is for a purpose. I then couldn't see people the way I used to see them. I could only see them the way that God sees them. And it's very interesting how the Lord will let you see people the way he sees them when you ask him to. And even how, you know, I started asking the Lord, like, Lord, let me see myself the way that you see me. And that'll set people free. Because a lot of times we get this image of ourself and we don't see ourselves the way God sees us. So we get insecure or we don't have confidence and we just say, well, you know, uh, I've always wanted to do that, but I don't think I would have ever succeeded if I did it. Or, you know, I always wanted to go here, but I didn't think that, you know, it would work out. And, but when you start seeing yourself the way God sees you, you know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're made in the image of God. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you. There's nothing that you cannot do. And that's what sets you apart from being a motivational speaker. This is not a motivational conference. This is not just uh, speaking life over someone, although the word is life, and you do need to speak that over yourself. But that's what sets this apart is the anointing. Because the anointing, is, is, is under, it's undescribable. It's some, when you, you just have to encounter it because it's something like for me to tell you what my experience was, but then it's another thing for you to experience it yourself. When I married my husband, he told me how a New York pizza tasted, and I thought that's great, but it was another thing for him to take me to New York and see how the pizza tasted. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So it's one thing for you to hear about it, but when you allow yourself to receive from God, Lord, let me see people the way you see them. Then you'll start seeing destinies in people. You'll see someone who, who could be a drug addict right now, but you could see them preaching the gospel, reaching people. You could see a single mom right now, but you could see her with a powerful testimony, reaching the lost. And that's what the anointing does. It allows you to see people in that way. And it'll give you the boldness to go up to somebody and tell them that God loves them and has a plan for them. It'll give you the boldness to be a witness. It'll, be a, it'll give you boldness for ideas to do something bigger than yourself. To start something that's bigger than yourself. Some of you, the Lord's been telling you to start some things. But because no one in your family's ever done it. Or your friends haven't done it. Or your co-workers would never see you doing that. You don't do it. But the Lord is giving you opportunity He's giving you ideas. He's giving you a reason to, to look to him so he can get all the glory for it. Can you say amen? Amen. Number two, the anointing comes to advance you. Deuteronomy 8.18, it says, But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors, ancestors as it is today. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, always doing your best and doing more than is needed, being continually aware that your labor 
even to the point of exhaustion in the Lord is not wasted. It's not for nothing. And I love these because you know what describes the body of Christ? Advance. Advancement. How do you do that? With the anointing. The, the anointing will give you the ability to take something and turn it into something greater. To take some business idea and turn it into something successful. When, when it doesn't make sense in the economy, when it doesn't make sense in the, in the natural, when it doesn't make sense in the world, when it doesn't make sense to your family, when you have a word from the Lord and the anointing, God's hand will be behind it. He'll give you the power to produce something with it because it comes through his anointing. Can you say amen? Amen. You sound good tonight. Number three, the anointing comes to equip and teach. 1 John 2, verse 27. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. The anointing comes to teach you, to equip you. I found it true in my own life where I was doing something I didn't know how to do, and the next minute I had an idea, why don't you do it this way, and then I was doing it. It was working, whether it was in the business realm, in ministry, in uh, marriage, in my friendships, in my family. The anointing will come to teach you how to do things. It'll teach you how to be a good parent. It'll teach you how to be a good wife, a good spouse. The anointing will teach you how to uh, write a book, how to um, start up a home group. The, the anointing will just come and teach you how to start a business, how to succeed. It'll just teach you things. And, and, and that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will teach you things. But it comes through that anointing. The anointing even, like, I've, I've found that the Holy Spirit, he could just wake you up in the middle of the night sometimes and just give you ideas, and you have no idea why you're up. You have no idea why you can't sleep. You have no idea why you feel this urge to get up and turn the light on and start writing things down. But that's because it's the Holy Spirit coming to, to equip you, to teach you. You know, the anointing equips you even in, uh, I found in, in my own personal life, but it, I, I'm sure everyone, if, you, if I were to pass the mic around, um, which I'm not going to do, but if I were to, everyone would have a story of something that you've been through and, and the Lord helped bring you through it. Right? Amen? Because the Lord helps. And that's through his anointing. That's through the Holy Spirit. You know, there's nothing that the enemy's thrown at you that's taken you out. You know why? Because you're here right now. You haven't been taken out. And that's what? That's the anointing. That's the Holy Spirit helping you. He equips you. Though the battle may look dark and though it may look defeat, I'm telling you right now that the Holy Spirit is with you and he equips you. He'll equip you for the battle. He'll equip you for the fight because you have the victory. The Lord has already given it to you and you just have to walk in it. So it's easy for me to say that the anointing teaches you about business, but if you flip the aspect, if you're not in business or starting a business, the, the Holy Spirit will equip you to have joy when you don't feel like it. The Holy Spirit will equip you to praise when, when you don't feel like you have anything to praise about. 
The Holy Spirit will show you how to pray when you don't know how to pray. That's what the, the anointing does. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what that fire comes to do when you're baptized in that fire. That's why when praying in tongues, that's why it's so attacked right now. Well, I mean, I say right now, but it's always been attacked in the church. People say, you know, it's the devil. I mean, it's been attacked ever since, ever since it first came. But it's that, it's that holy language that we have to pray when we don't know what to pray. Because sometimes, even in our natural mind, we don't, we, you know, you could pray for two minutes, but you feel like you've already prayed for everything. So what do you do? You start praying in tongues. You know, I've set, I've set aside times, an hour to pray. And then after, after five minutes, I say, well, um, Lord, I thank you for this carpet here. God, I thank you for this plant. Wow, praise God. And, you know, so I just, like, start, because you just start, you cover everything. But what, what do you need to do? You need to tap into that anointing. You just start, and then all of a sudden, you're praying for things you never even thought of. Lord, thank you for Uncle Jimmy's second removed cousin. I call him into the kingdom now. And you don't even, you know, like, this just, that's what? That's the anointing. So the anointing will come to equip you. Number four, the anointing comes to refresh and revive. Isaiah 44, 3 says, For I will pour out water to quench your thirst, and I will pour out my spirit on your descendants. And so this right here is saying that the Lord won't leave you high and dry. The Lord is good for when you are thirsty, for when you are hungry, for he is a good father. He will refresh you. In Psalm 23, 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Jeremiah 31, 25, For I have given rest to the weary and joy to the sorrowing. Matthew 11, 28, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He's such a good God. Anything that you go through in life, he is right there with you. Though it might not feel like it, that's why we don't go by how we feel. That's how we're not run by emotion because sometimes the enemy will come in and play on your feelings. He'll make you feel alone and isolated or like you have nothing to offer or like you can't do something. But God says, no, I am right here with you. I've never left you. I'm never going to leave you. You are my child. He will give you rest. He will give you joy. You know, my husband even pointed this out is that sorrow Mourning uh, is only, or sorrow is only permitted for one night, but joy comes in the morning. So some of you need to just stand up to the enemy and resist him because the word says if you resist the enemy, he will flee. Some of you might get stuck in that sorrow and think this is it. This is all I can have for the rest of my life. But no, it's only permitted one night because joy comes in the morning. So even if you have to buy faith, ask the Holy Spirit, all right. Fill me up with joy. Fill me up with strength. Fill me up with laughter, Father. And just laugh at the enemy. Laugh at the attack. I've gotten to the point, I just throw my hands up. I say, thank you, God. This is the day that you have made. 
I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. And number five, the anointing comes to set the captives free. Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, and that the oppressed will be set free. Can you say amen? amen. Isaiah 10.27, in that day the Lord will end the bondage of his people. He will break the yoke of slavery and lift it from their shoulders. So you see, the, the anointing comes to break the yoke of bondage. Anything that's tried to attach itself to your life that was sent from the enemy, the anointing will break that off of you. Anything sent uh, to your family by the enemy that's tried to attach itself, the anointing will break that off of them. And, it's, and you're able to stand in the gap for your family. You're able to say, Lord, this attack is not permitted on them. This attack is not permitted on my house. This attack is not permitted through my bloodline. Lord, it has to be lifted, and the anointing will go. Why? Because it's the word of God. His word does not return void. Can you say amen? So you can speak the word, even though it doesn't look like anything's happening. God is moving on your behalf because it's the anointing that comes to break the yoke of bondage. You know, we were just in Cuba. And I saw some things. I'm going to say I saw some things. I saw a lot of things because it's so, it's so incredible to see how people live. And it's only 90 miles from Miami. The, the, flight, was so, the flight was so short, they didn't even have, like, service on it. It was just, here we are, we're here. And, you, and it's like you're in, it, you're in a third world country. And the people there are so hungry for the things of God. And I'm telling you, it's so incredible to see that the anointing, the same anointing that works here, the same anointing that works here is the same anointing that will work in America, the same one that will work in Europe, the same one that will work in Cuba. And so when we were there, we were visiting uh, different churches, and people would come up to you for prayer. And I don't want to share all the fun stories because I know my husband's going to preach too. And he told me before I preached, he's like, don't take all the good stories now. Save some for me. <laughs> but I said, I got the mic first, right? And so it was just so incredible, though, to see how God moved in, in the churches, in people's lives. You know, the miracles that happened. And it was such an eye-opener for my husband because we've been to, to some places, not here, because here you guys are hungry. You guys are, are ready for the word of God. And, but it's like, it's crazy because we've been to churches where, you know, they say they want revival, but then they don't want revival. And then you go there and it's like, that's their, if I don't get this, it, my life, it's over. Like literally over. Like this is it. There's no doctor. There's no help. There's no medication that's going to fix this. There's no money that's going to fix this. Like if I don't have a miracle, this is it. And so people receive from that, like, it, from the word of God, it was like in Bible times. I mean, you know, we, we saw miracles happen like never before. Amen. But I want to tell you that the same God that was there is the same God that's here tonight. So no matter how big you think your, your circumstances, no matter how big you think the obstacle is, 
God is here and he can break every heavy yoke off your life. He can break any bondage off your life, any trauma from your childhood, any trauma from your life. He can, he can snap that off. You know, just because it took 20 years to build doesn't mean it takes 20 years to break. Can you say amen? So I want to tell you, as, as you just lift your hands over this place, I feel the, the anointing here tonight. If you just lift your hands over this place, Lord, I thank you for every heart that's here. Just ask the Lord, what is, it, what is it? If I had to sit down with every one of you and you told me what you needed from this service tonight, what, what would it be? Would it be a breakthrough, a miracle, a turnaround in your family? Would it be something that you just need to lift off your life, a heaviness, a depression, anxiety? Something you need to lift off your family, off your marriage, off your, your spouse? What would it be? Whatever it is, I want you to tell the Lord right now. You know, one of the greatest things we saw was that people there in Cuba, they, they wouldn't even need us to lay hands on them. They could just receive right from their seat. Why? Because they just knew. God, can, God knows where you're at tonight. He knows he can touch you right now, your family right now. So whatever it is, I want you to just tell the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com partner.